now a proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show hey guys we have a new sponsor for the type 1 lifting podcast the company's called Liberté Lifestyle so Liberté is a French word meaning freedom and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Lennon, and I have uh, a fellow Clydesdale media team member, another one. Um, his He's a videographer, podcaster, and designer. Uh, his name's Teddy Williams. How's it going? Good, Tom. It's good to be here. I'm just trying to copy you with the media designer, podcaster, all that stuff. It's good to be here. Thanks. <laughs> well, um, I, I was doing some research on you, and um, we actually have two things in common, kind of. So, uh, you're, you're a graphic designer. I'm a graphic designer. And, um, I know you went to university of Missouri. Yes, I've, actually, I've actually been there many, no many. Yeah. I was there like, <laughs> like it had to be like 20 years ago. I'm, I'm a, I'm an old man. So it was, uh, you look good though. You look I appreciate good. it. Appreciate it. I was, I think it was like 25 when I went it, when I was there. So I, I met this girl in spring break and then I just went over there cause she was still in college. She was like a senior and we just met up, met back up again in Missouri and, you know, Columbia, Missouri, baby, Missouri. Yeah. It was that. interesting. It was, I was actually trying to go to their uh, x-ray technician program too there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I know that they've had, they got, they get a lot of um, like their nursing school is really good is what I've, what I've heard when they've been there and they got, but it's, I love it. Love Mizzou. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great, great college town. Great college town. It sounds like we got to get you into the videography. They got to have three things in common. Now I'm I'm slowly working my way to that. That's a long, long. I don't I don't think I have the time, especially with kids and stuff like that in a, in a, in a family. Yeah, true, true, true. It is. I don't have kids yet, so. Yeah. So um, what what made you get into graphic design? Um, I just was really so I'm I'm more into the like graphic design. I'd say I'm more of a web designer and okay. kind of like and so, but I started in graphic design and I just I was working at this company. I still work for them. It's a construction company and. 
we just were very behind on the website marketing type of stuff. And I just, Mm -hmm. I was kind of in the sales role and I took it upon myself for like two years at nights to just, I'm like, I want this website up. I want a website working and da, 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 and kind of self-studied it. And then an opening came to where they wanted to expand their um, web marketing. And I kind of just was like, Hey, this is, this is my, this is my area, put my hat in the ring um, and have kind of been on the job training since then. So just really um wanted to to i was missing website for the job that i was working on i Mm. wanted i wanted some more design work in it and i kind of just took it upon myself to get in there okay okay so um i don't think i've ever told this story of why i got into graphic design so it was i I watched independence day and i saw like i saw the building explode and i'm like that is sick like the graphics are like amazing so i was like all right I'll get into graphic design and I started, I, I went into this college and they did graphic design, but they really didn't do like videography there. This is when like flash was like, Adobe, like Microsoft Adobe flash was like sure, the, sure. the, the I'm, I'm dating myself, but that's like when it was like really cool. And I was like, okay, I got to get on, got to get on this. So that's how I started to graphic design. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a way cooler story than mine. And I, <laughs> to be clear, I started in graphic design. I would say I was a graphic designer and I've kind of graduated our level level to, to just a different, more of like the UX and web design as things have gone on. So um, that is definitely where my heart lies as well. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to do web design a little bit too, but then it just like, I stopped for a little while and it just, all the programs is completely like all brand new. And I just was like, I don't know if I want to relearn everything. You got to stay up to date. It's a, it's a, it moves fast. That is for sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, I was also doing some research on you and are you, are you from Florida or like what's, what's the Tampa Bay lightning kind of uh, fan fair? Ooh, ooh, that is a, that is a, um, that is an interesting question. I am not from Florida, but I do have a Tampa Bay lightning fandom. And that is actually because uh, it's a bit of a interesting story, but my cousin is an NHL goaltender. He's actually like six foot seven. Aren't you like super tall too? Yeah, I'm six, six. So he's six, seven. His name is Ben Bishop. So it's my mom's side, um, you know, and he's been traded around, but he made a big run in Tampa. And that's kind of where he made a name for himself. And so he's since he now plays for Dallas. Um, he was on the St. Louis Blues for a little bit, but that is why um, why they're in Florida. My parents currently live in Florida and my grand, grandpa does too. So lots of ties to Florida. Okay. So that's probably why you see it on my Instagram. Yeah. So what made you stay with stay in Missouri? Uh, born and raised. Uh, St. Louis has a way of, we kind of call it a boomerang town where you grow up there, you go away for a little bit and you seem to always find your way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I lived, lived in Dallas after I graduated for about four or five years and then just came back to St. Louis and just, just ended up back to the hometown. I, I don't have, you know, my job took me away from St. Louis and it took me back to St. Louis. And so, um, but I found a really good, really good crew here. I was actually really nervous about moving back to St. Louis from Dallas because I, I found CrossFit in Dallas and I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to find my gym. Like I'm leaving my, and then I settled into a, a fantastic place here in St. Louis. Nice. And so you said you, you started CrossFit in Dallas. So what made you get involved with CrossFit? I was looking, you know, I had put on the post college was still eating bagel bites all the time. And it was, <laughs> it was not, it was not, you know, it was starting to show. And so I tried to get into the workout. I went to like the planet fitness or whatever. And I found myself, I'd go to work out and I just do seven laps around the gym, not touch any equipment and leave. Cause I was either embarrassed or intimidated. And then I was like, I need some group training. Some, some, somebody where the person's going to tell me what to do, not personal training, but group classes. And I think I looked up 
I don't know why, but I have this memory of like looking at what's the hardest group class to do for fitness training and CrossFit, 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 uh, went into CrossFit and then, uh, that's how I found myself in there. Okay. And what, what made you stick with it? Uh, stick with it was, I, I just, I, I, I promised myself I would go three times a week for three months. So it was like my three by three plan and it kind of worked <laughs> out. And around the end of that time, this buddy of mine, maybe it was around the half year mark, but this class buddy of mine was like, yo, you got to check out these documentaries. I'm like, I do enough CrossFit here. It sucks. It's like so hard. I'm not going to go home and watch more CrossFit. <laughs> and then finally I broke and I watched the first documentary. And I think it might've been the 2015 games. And so I was already into CrossFit when I watched the documentary, but I was like, whoa, this is cool. This is way cool. That okay. would be where I stuck. Okay. What, what's your favorite documentary so far? Ooh, okay. So that is an evolving question, but I would say um, the 2018 one that just came out kind of okay. recently. And that was because it was my first time at the games as a fan. And we like went up there, me and my buddy, we were like, we get a documentary now. We get a docu like from a games that we went to in person. And then when it didn't come out, we were really, like heartbroken. So it's kind of cool to that one. definitely has a special spot in my heart. Okay. Okay. And you said you moved back to Missouri. And so how long did it take you to actually find uh, blue city CrossFit and what made you kind of like this? Okay. What made you say like, okay, this is, this is the place to be. Okay. So a couple questions there and it's a good, those are good ones. I'd say it took me about six months of bouncing around at different CrossFits that are awesome gyms here. But then I had a friend, um, just like looking for, looking for a spot. They were all great gyms. Then I had a family friend that I'd grown up with and I knew that she did CrossFit. Um, and she was like, yo, we've got this, like this gym, um, that I, that I go to and you should come check it out. I went and checked it out. Her boyfriend at the time now husband uh, was a regionals athlete at the time. And he was like, so I did an open workout there. And this is like my peak, maybe not peak. I think I'm still peaking for like my fandom of the CrossFit games, but I was like, oh my gosh, a regionals athlete is judging me for the open. Like that. And it was kind of like this, you know, star eyes, whatever. And, uh, with that, it kind of just started clicking. Um, and then the more and more I dove into the, the small community we had at the time there, um, it was about a gym, like the that had like 30 people in it, very small. It started mm -hmm. growing and just started clicking with the people. Um, and yeah, it was, and then like, so I would say I, I clicked, I, I didn't even, I would say I didn't even know Taylor, Taylor stride before I, I, I was sold on blue city before I even know who Taylor stride was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And so, um, I know you said you were like, kind of like train you and during the construction job, you kind of went to the media side. So when did, when did blue city, like the team over there say like, Hey, we might need a like, media guy. Like, are you interested? Like when, when did you throw your hat into that? Sure. It was quarterfinals last year. So 20, the 2021 season quarterfinals, I showed up, I had, I had gotten this, we needed a camera for work for Western or something. Um, my construction job. So I had been dabbling with this camera and I just, I, they did not, they did not ask me. They, they, they did not, <laughs> I showed up and I'm like, you know, Taylor, uh, you know, Taylor, I'm going to film you doing, it was individual quarterfinals. So I'm like, yo, I'm going to film you doing this. And she's like, just don't block my camera. You can do whatever you want. And so, uh, it was, it was at that time. And man, if you go back and look at those videos, they are bad. They are shaky and bad. And you know, you got to start somewhere, but man, I started low bad. Everyone starts low. Yeah, no, it was good. I like looking back on it. Taylor and I like 
laugh looking back on like this was one year ago this was two years ago and it's pretty funny to yeah now and then yeah i mean you know obviously you could, you could probably listen to my podcast and hear like the really shitty echoing and you know all the sound and stuff like that like my first podcast was in a panera bread <laughs> that's aggressive i love so, it so it was funny because like the first episode was a um she's a diabetic weightlifter and uh maddie her name is maddie bolin and i was like they went on vacation. I started a new job and I'm like, I can't, my, my family was on vacation. I'm like, I can't leave because I just started this new job. And so she was doing a weightlifting meet and I'm like, I got nothing else to do. I'm literally sitting down watching TV, doing nothing. So I'm like, I'm going to go to this meet. And so watched her lift. And I was like, Hey, I'll, you want to do a podcast? And she's like, uh, sure. And like, literally I met her for like five minutes and she's in my car. We're going to Panera bread and getting lunch. And then we just literally did like an hour long podcast, like literally on my phone and two lapel mics. I respect that so much. That's so good. That yeah. is so good. When, um, if I can, when do you think like the podcasting started sticking for you? Or like, when did you go from, I mean, you got a grad that's a long road from lapel mic to this operation you got going now, but when did yeah. you, when did you start being like, I'm a podcaster? Uh, I'm thinking like half, like the six months I was in because like, I, I think I, like, I, I met, I met some other like diabetic weightlifters and like, like people, diabetics in like the, in the CrossFit space. And then I interviewed like Adrian Conway, Nick Urankar and like all those dudes, like, and big I'm names, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and like, and I'm still using my lapel mic and stuff like that. And like, and I'm like, okay, like I'm actually like getting some traction and like, I, I'm, um, I interviewed this, uh, the one that really like blew up was obviously the first one I did, but the second one was with, um, Kelly wild. She was a four time, three times CrossFit games athlete and a type one diabetic. And like, she had her, like, there's a picture yeah. of her with her glucometer. Like she's a team's athlete. And she, uh, so there's her glucometer, like while she's doing the CrossFit, uh, CrossFit games and everything. And then the next one I had, like then the next one I had like Jessica Butner, which is like the number one power lifter in her age bracket. And she's from Canada and she like deadlifts like 500 pounds or something like ungodly and like squats like i yeah it's, it's insane like how much she does and then like i just noticed like my 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 downloads were just going through the roof and i was like okay all right i i think i think i got something good going on here so and i kind of stuck with that, it that's awesome when you get that's like double verification you got the big names and you've got downloads to show for it that's really exciting yeah and then like i it's it's funny because i've realized that when you do a podcast, like a lot of people want to talk about themselves or like or just some people are just like love doing podcasts. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just reach out to people and see if they want to want to do something. And then, you know, I tell you, what, interview. we have a blast doing our little podcast. It's like the Blue City CrossFit show, me, Taylor, Stride and Matt Dutton. It's just the three of us. We don't we don't have a ton of guests just because we're not that operational yet. But um, we just we just shoot the shit and we have a ton of fun. I, mm -hmm. I like podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, I, I want to talk about that a little bit later. So, yes. um, <laughs> so, um, obviously like you talked about when you were, you know, filming Taylor for the first time, um, into now where you're like doing other, like videotaping other people, like what have been some of like the learning curves of you, like starting out to where you're at now? Okay. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to tell you the biggest aha moment I had, which is, this might be a little technical, but at our gym, we have our weights like on a rolling, you know, where they're like, they're stacked, like stacked up and you can roll them on like a little piece of plywood. Mm -hmm. And one day there's like three forty fives on there and I just stuck my camera on there so I can roll it around like a little cart. 
and I just started pushing it and the, the footage was really, really smooth because it's like on this card, it's level, it's moving and it's not. And I was like, whoa, Taylor, I think I've got something here, like something new. I, I hadn't heard of what a gimbal was, but I'm just like pushing this. Ba- you can basically think of it as like a sled with wheels and I'm pushing it. And it's like, I'm just going around the gym. Da, 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 da. I got really good at the sled pushes. And that was like, whoa, I could actually do some, you know, it wasn't stationary. And that was really big. And then Taylor was like, hey, can you do this for my Instagram? Hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Steven Wallace is like, hey, can you do that? And I started getting like, uh, you know, you got it a little bit with the podcasting, but I, I started, um, and it was pretty, pretty quick. Like they were like, oh, I love, you know, the at what I've learned, one of the side note, a biggest, a big thing that I've learned with these athletes, they do love it if you video them, like, which is, which is good. And they should, and they're amazing at what they do. And it's like way better than just having their phone on like a little tripod. Mm-hmm. And so a big aha moment was weirdly enough was putting my camera on this little, um, sled, if you will, of weights. And that was just, it was really cool footage. And that's when I started, you can kind of see it on some of my shots, kind of, it's like generally moving and pr- tracking pretty slow. Mm-hmm. So that was a big that was a big moment for me and then i started doing that all the time so do you have you have you watched like other youtube channels and stuff like that like peter mckinnon or like any of those other guys to kind of yeah. get some tips yeah for sure i've i've gone i've since then gone down the whole youtube rabbit hole both in the crossfit space and outside like a peter mckinnon and you've talked about for sure um i would say that i am um I'm savvy enough, you know, I've graduated from pushing, pushing the sled. To now I have like a gimbal and I kind of use that type of stuff. I, I wouldn't say I'm the most technical, um, technically proficient, but I, I'm kind of in the mid mid range where I, uh, so definitely have done my research. Definitely have, um, there's this book, it's called steal like an artist by Austin Cleon. And it's basically like, if you find something that you like, just steal it and obviously give, <laughs> give credit, but basically be in let let yourself be inspired by your favorite creators and i've done that um from the crossfit space and from outside of the crossfit space you know trying to kind of pay homage to the people that i look up to and trying to imitate emulate and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and so have you connected with a bunch of other like media guys from like other like you know proven or like you know misfit athletics or like any of those like or fury photography or any of those guys um not a ton but some of them and funny enough dude uh are do you know RMK Visions? Um, no, I've, so, I've I've never heard that one. So look him up on Instagram. I want to just say he's he's just done, he does great work and he's just absolutely blown up recently. I'm gonna pull it up right now. His name's Trevor Knoll. Um, I was sitting with him at the games last year and we were both rookies. Like he's he's shooting for a team. I think he was shooting for back back country CrossFit. I was mm-hmm. shooting for Blue City. We both have maybe a thousand followers if you look him up on instagram he has 131,000 followers now damn he's huge does all cross like not all cross the media he does on that i think he does all crossfit stuff but he he shoots for a lot of big names now and he's kind of my buddy that i go back and forth with um and i i don't know if we're buddies but i i spam brian friend i talk to him a lot because i listen to the savan podcast a lot and so I'll, yeah i'll talk to him he's very nice he he always uh He's always nice and gets back to me. I see him at competitions. Um, he was kind of my first, because uh, back when he had like, nobody really knew who he was maybe two years ago. And it's like, so those are my two two buddies I'd say that I talk to the most. Okay. Okay. And what have, what have they kind of taught you in the media space of like how to become a better like videographer or like podcaster or even like designer? Okay. It's a good question. So with Trevor, I'm still trying to imitate him. 
Uh, it's just like <laughs> crank, crank it out and don't be afraid to ask athletes if you can work with them. He does a really good job of, um, he has lots of connections. Um, he's a, the nicest guy in the world. He's now like people are, people are going to him to get him to work for them and hiring him, which is exactly how it should, because his work is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, so he's kind of helped me with confidence. And I'd say the other side of that is, um, maybe putting it into practice with Brian friend. He's taught me, like, I was nervous as hell reaching out to Brian friend earlier, you know, like, Oh man, who's like, I'm just DMing him. It's so weird. Or da, da, da. He's, is he going to like yell at me or something? I don't know. Weird, weird thoughts. And so Brian's kind of taught me to a, um, to really like, he kind of gave me confidence that like, if, if you do it the right way and you're genuine and you're, cause I'm big fan, like I'm basically big fans of these people that I'm reaching out to. Yeah. If you are a big fan and you do it genuinely, there's no really wrong way to do it as long as, you know, if you do it the right way. But, um, and I'd say also with Brian, as I think he's taught everybody is just to do your freaking research and do a lot of it. And that dude does tons and tons of research. Whew. Yes. Yes. And you can really, um, and when you are reaching out to either make connections in the space or just kind of do even videography work, if you know a lot about these athletes or a lot about these teams or a lot about these creators, the research shows up, you know, it shows and it, it, it kind of puts you on a different level as all these other people DM, DMing people. And so the research is definitely a big part of it. Okay. Okay. And then, um, when did, uh, when did Taylor and the rest of the team be like, Hey, we want you to videotape like our whole, you know, from like open to the, the open all the way to the CrossFit games where they like, just like, just tag along with us the whole ride. Yeah. And I really wanted to, like, I was like trying to make myself useful so I could be part of the team and be in there. You know, <laughs> I would say after team quarterfinals last year, 2021, um, they were like, Hey, you have to apply for, they, they, uh, qualify for West coast classic and they made the games out of West coast classic. They're like, Hey, you have to apply for your media pass at West coast classic. I'm like, I'm not a media person. I can't do that. <laughs> and they're like, no, you really do need to. Um, and West coast classic live and loud were gracious enough to give me a spot. Um, that's a whole nother story. Actually, okay. I, I forgot to mention a name too that I've learned the most, actually probably the most from is Patrick Clark from Morning Chalk Up too, because he's a St. Louis guy. So he, okay. he's local and he helped me out so much at West Coast Classic. And um, and he's actually, I've I've seen him the most. And honestly, he's probably number one and Trevor's two and Brian's three. So Patrick Clark, now that you're thinking of it. But to answer your original question, they, after team quarterfinals last year, Okay. And when you were at West Coast Classic, uh, West Coast Classic, sorry, like you were part of the media team and like you got your little badge going, like you're wearing your badge and you're like on top of the world. Exactly. You were like, okay, I, I made it. And like, what was, what was your experience? Because obviously the fans are a little bit higher up, but you're like face to face with some of these athletes. Like what, what was your experience? Cause you were so close to them. Um, it is a totally different, you're right. It's a totally different experience when you're like down on the floor. And it was nerve wracking. There were a lot of big cameras. My camera was not nearly as big and I was kind of feeling out of place for a little bit, but I knew just, I just had my team to get. Um, and it worked out um, where I had a good enough camera, good enough lens. Um, but you really, okay. The craziest thing, and I know it's going to sound obvious, but until you're on the floor, even in training or out there in competition is how fast these athletes are, how mm. fast they're going, how, if you're in a gym setting, 
um, like the trick is like, you got to stay out of their way and they're moving so fast. And that's one thing on the competition floor, they put you, they barricade you off. So you're fine. And you don't have to mess that up, but <laughs> that's the biggest, the biggest thing is how fast, how intense and how quick it all goes. Um, and as a videographer creator, that means like, you got to be on your game and, and really not only paying attention, but executing on these shots. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, have you, have you had like instances you probably have, but have you had instances where like, where like you thought you got the shot, but then they went too fast and you're like, oh, that would have been perfect. Like, like, you know, like, do you know now since you've been working with them that like, Hey, okay, they're going to do this movement. I got to take this shot at this, at this point in time. Yes. And yes, I have had so many chance, so many times where it's like, oh, that was almost perfect. And you miss it or you're out of focus or like literally somebody like there are so many times when you're about to get the perfect one and then the judge kneels down right in front of you and you're like, oh, <laughs> but the judge is the judge has got to do the judge is more important. The judge has got to do their job um, in training. It happens all the time, but I have really honed in on some like best practices that that allowed me to hit the shots. You also get really good at noticing cues. Like, so you're not running around like a crazy person, but you know, like, okay, it really helps to know the workout ahead of time, which is yeah. kind of obvious when saying it, but especially in a gym setting, because mm -hmm. a gym setting, you're free reign, right? And so like noticing on cues, even getting to know the athletes, like I'm like, okay, Taylor's going to go nine, six, three on these handstand pushups or something like five, five, five. I don't even, I don't even know if those were beer sets, but you kind of get to know where their cues are. And so you can kind of know when to set up, you, you know, there's that sort of thing, you know, not to make eye contact when they're doing double unders. Cause that's supposed to be really, that's like messes up their cadence or something. So you definitely do pick up on all these rules and Taylor and the athletes, um, I've gotten to, I've gotten to work with them so much that they kind of tell me like, Hey, this is where you should be. This is where you shouldn't be. And that sort of thing for sure. Okay. I I've, I've got, there have been occasions, not on any, um, like quarterfinals or open workout, but there have been occasions where I've accidentally gotten in the way of athletes. That's for sure happened. <laughs> so, um, I actually interviewed Taylor, um, and she's actually coming out. Um, I think the, this week. So, nice. um, I've heard a rumor, so I, well, obviously, I kind of want to get what like if if this is true. So, is is Taylor like very very competitive and like very serious when it comes to training? Yeah, I would say she is. I'd say it's really hard to find a really good athlete that's not. She might be even more so, but yeah, I would say um, I would answer yes to that, and I think she would answer yes. But I, I you can't be that good and not be, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, um, and so, um, with like, obviously like you followed the blue city CrossFit team this year and they didn't make it to the games, you know, yep. like, obviously like you, you still want to do some media, but like, do you, did you kind of like not do the media when they didn't make it? Like, what were, what were your thoughts? Like, Hey, this might not be a good opportunity to do some shots or video. Sure. Sure. Uh, I got really lucky, um, because in 2020, when COVID at its peak, there's not really any big CrossFit competitions are going on. Um, there was this kind of local, bigger local competition called Heart of America. It's uh, in Springfield, Missouri, and it's actually abbreviated to HOA. And there was this team, Taylor Stride, Stephen Wallace, Kristen Miller, who's ma'am from back in the day. And then there was this guy also on the team called Colton Mertens mm -hmm. that was uh, joined the team. And so that was, you know, before Colton had gone individual and, uh, we, had, so he's up in Iowa, he's only like three and a half hours away. And when, uh, so Taylor and Steven have a connection with him and when Taylor, uh, 
and Taylor and her team, Blue City, didn't make it. She's like, all right, you got to you got to go reach out to Colton and see if you can do some media with him. And I was actually just up in Iowa this past weekend shooting with him. So yeah. that's kind of uh, kind of been a nice. Uh, you know, my seasons continued, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. So um, I was just going to talk about Colton Merton, too. So, yeah, um, I, I, I like favorite. I, I, I like I like I like him as an athlete. I mean, I I, I was typically root for the taller guys, but sure. I mean, I mean, it's it's obvious I'm I'm a tall guy, so you know I have to stick with I have to stick with my kind, you know. Yes, so, uh, um, understood. So what was what was like? How did you reach out to Colt and be like, hey, you know, I would you be consider like doing video work at all, or like how how did that come about? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had gone. So Blue City did. So CrossFit Kilo, CrossFit Kilo 2 up in Iowa City is where Colton trains out of when he's not training at his farm. Most of the time mm-hmm. he's at his farm. But um, his girlfriend, Allie, is on a team on that CrossFit Kilo 2 team. Yep. And back up in February, uh, Super Bowl weekend, actually, they did a team training camp. And we brought two teams up from Blue City to do that. And I did all the video work there. And then literally Colton's in the corner doing the individual workouts by himself. And I'm like, Whoa, that's Colton Mertens. Like, I love Colton. And I took my video camera and just started videoing without asking. And he was like, Yeah, that's sick, man. And so then um, I had like one day of video with him. But then after Blue City didn't make it, I did exactly what you kind of asked if I did. I reached out to him and I go, Hey, mm-hmm. Colton, you're only three and a half hours away. I would love to come up and do some video work with you. I would love to be your video guy with the games. This is going back to like the stuff that I was talking about earlier with not being afraid to to DM some people reached out to him and um, he was awesome enough to be like, yeah, dude, come on up and do it. Um, and hopefully you can do the, my media stuff at the games as well. And so that's, it was a, it was a, exactly what you said. I DM'd him. I, I took the initiative and asked if I could come up and do video work with him. And he said, absolutely. Awesome. And so are you a fan of Colton, Mer- uh, Colton Mertens with the mullet or without the mullet? Ooh, that is a great question. I think I have to go with the with mullet. With mullet is my um, is my vote. I have been like people are like, oh, who are you going to film? Kind of my friends that are not um, not as big a CrossFit fans, and I go show him. I go, oh, Colton, and I show him with the mullet and without the mullet. And most people vote without mullet. They go, oh, he looks way better with the mustache and shaved head. But I personally like mullet. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean the mullet's kind of silly. So I mean. It's iconic. It's iconic. Maybe yeah. he was like, there's another dude with a mullet. That's probably pretty good. I got to just let him do his mullet thing with yeah. Justin. It, it's crazy. It's crazy down in Georgia. Like how many people, how many teenagers and like kids are have mullets. I, I love it. I I'm love like, it. Why? Why do you have that? Like it's only for special occasions. Yeah. Colton's a pig farmer, man. He mullet fits. Mullet works. Yeah. I think. So what do you think about Colton's, like, what do you think his ability differentiates, uh, like is different compared to other CrossFit athletes? And why do you think he might actually do some damage this year? Uh, personally, I think it's all, all CrossFit games athletes and even people around like that don't make it to the games are ridiculously hard workers. I think by far Colton's biggest thing is that he's even that much harder of a worker where he just, and he can, pain tolerance maybe is another word for it too but i mean you saw it at granite games he he was last year everybody's like oh he can't do wall balls oh he can't do rowing oh he can't do this he got like top 10 in a in 150 wall ball workout he might have gotten top five in it i don't even know but he i think he got top five actually in, in a workout with 150 wall balls 
And that's just from hammering them all off season. He was talking, we were talking about it this, uh, this past weekend. He's like, I hope rowing and wall balls show up. I've been crushing them. Uh, you can't crush every weakness in one off season. So that might be, you know, there's going to be stuff that shows up, but I think, I think he's got a, another level of, of work hard and dedication to getting the bad things good. And I also do think uh, the other thing is that he's, he's a home run hitter. If he gets those certain workouts, um, levers are levers are real. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think he wins them because he's short, but levers are real. And so he has the ability. Not many people have the ability to win games workouts. Cold yeah. Martins does. Okay. All right. I, I like to hear that. Okay. Um, so when you're so since he's watched you to be kind of like his videographer, what what have been, you guys been talking about? Like you know, what what kind of videos are you going to be doing with him? Have, have you guys talked about like you know the kind of like the detailed list of like what's going to happen? Uh, not a, I would not say we have a detailed list now, and I'm still working on getting the games media pass, so I don't have it officially yet. I have been in contact. I think this so fingers still crossed on that, but um. No, I would say we're kind of more so going with it. He, I went up there this weekend and he did like, I want to say like five workouts each day. So I'm like, dude, this is fun. This is a lot of footage. I got a lot of footage <laughs> to work with. And uh, I would say that the, the main thing right now for that we're doing is Instagram reels. So vertical videos. Um, we didn't dabble into any like the YouTube stuff, even though I'd love to do that at some point. But uh, that's probably what our what our business is. And then uh, if I do get fortunate enough to get a games media pass, it'll be shoot the event, get photos and videos, run back to the editing room, chop it up for him and try to have him a couple ready for the end of the day. Real mm-hmm. fast turnaround time is my goal with that. Yeah, I heard getting a media pass with the CrossFit Games like pulling teeth. It's hard. Um, it is hard in my experience. Uh, but if you are working directly for an athlete or a team, it gets a little more doable. It's pretty hard if you're not in mm-hmm. my experience and on like the form to apply it, like basically says you have to be working. What team are you, what, what athlete are you working for? And you have to get like all this proof, like Colton's got to, got to talk to HQ on my behalf to do it. And that's, and it's still not even guaranteed. Right. Cause I don't have it yet. So it is, it is difficult in there. And um, I would say, Sounds like it's getting harder, not easier to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Awesome. I don't know uh, if it's like pulling teeth, but you do have to have your, sh- your stuff in order. Yeah. And, I mean, and I, like, I, like, I was just going to say, like, um, you know, there's, there is room for like maybe podcasters, but it's really more set up for, for in my, from what I've seen, like a lot of, uh, it's a lot of the media stuff that you're getting with the media pass is like access to do video work, I would say, and photography work. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to do all this year's CrossFit games, but then I kind of realized it's like, you don't really get in touch with like all the athletes and stuff like that. And to be yeah. honest, to be honest with me, like I, as a podcaster, I don't, I, I don't have the bandwidth right now, but like, I think it's better to maybe go to like Wadapalooza and do like a podcast like there, or like do like media over there because like the athletes are more relaxed and more inclined to actually talk to talk to people compared to doing the games they just want to do the workout you know do mobility and they just go to the room and eat and just like don't do anything i so being a podcaster myself if i take my videographer hat off and put my just my podcaster hat on what you just said is 100 percent true i would much rather go to wadapalooza rather than the crossfit games i there's definitely stuff to do there as a podcaster and being on site at the games but 
it's it would be way better for a lot of Palooza. I went to a lot of Palooza this year with a actually for a podcast or media pass, and it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. That's that's my goal for next year, just to go to Waterpalooza. That's like on my bucket list. You got to do it. You're in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You're right there, backyard, backyard. Yeah, yeah the flights are cheap, so. <laughs> Waterpalooza is a blast, dude. I I I can't. I think it's. I don't want to. I don't even think this is like being bad, but I think it's called the Intercontinental Hotel. It's a fancy hotel right across the street. Yeah. You, you walk in that lobby, and it's like. Fraser, Fikowski, Annie Thor's daughter, Justin Bird, and like everybody who's just standing in the lobby. And it's like, whoa, this is like, this is better than the CrossFit games. Yeah. In some yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I heard about that. So, um, if you had your choice to like, like do video or media for one CrossFit athlete, who would it be? Cold Mertens. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Taylor Stride and then Cold Mertens. Our Cold Taylor Stride's always going to be my OG. Stephen Wallace is up there too. But right now for this season, 100% Colton Mertens, and it's not even close. Um, I'm a big, I watched the Savan podcast. I'm a big Brian Friend fan, and Colton Mertens is just very tied in with that group. And so there's nobody else. Yeah. Nobody else. I, I, lo I love in the Savan podcast where it's supposed like Colton Mertens' dad calls calls in. Yes. Yes. I was listening <laughs> to that one too. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, so and, good. and it's like, I don't, I don't know if I could believe, I, obviously it's not him, but like in the beginning, I'm like, there's no way that's his dad. No Dude. way. I don't know. I don't know, but you're exactly, I know the exact episode you're talking about. And I just, I love, I love Colton. I love his vibe. I love his energy. I love his brand. And uh, I just, I think it's the, the running jokes with him and the salon podcast are awesome. The, actually, Wadapalooza was a big, big part of that too. Mm -hmm. they, you know, the Colton train, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved how Wad Zombie actually made like a baseball card out of, for Colton Mertens. Yeah. I could go, I, I got two of them. I, bought oh, I hate two. you. <laughs> I can, I can, I can see if I can let you have one for sure. But yeah, <laughs> they're out, man. I got two of them right over there. I could probably go grab it right now. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, so, um, what? So, obviously, we're kind of getting into the podcast. Since you talk about podcasting, um, so why did you start podcasting? Okay, great question. Why did I start podcasting? Why did we start podcasting? I, if you can't tell, I love talking about CrossFit and I talk about it a lot. And even at the gym, sometimes people are like, Teddy, chill out on the CrossFit game <laughs> stuff. And so I was like, Matt Detman, who is um, Taylor's fiance. And I would say competitive. He is Taylor's competitive CrossFit coach, like at these competitions. He doesn't do the, they do mayhem programming, but mm -hmm. he does all the, the on-site competitiveness. They love talking about CrossFit. I'm like, what if we just had like an hour dedicated to this and Taylor and Matt were all into it. And so I think we started, start, I think I started podcasting because I had so much I wanted to talk about and say it in the CrossFit sport world. And I didn't have a great outlet for it. And so I figured we might as well podcast and I bought some microphones and 53 episodes later, we're doing it. All right. I, I so I, I was listening to your first episode today. Oh man, the phone. That's so, so bad. That was so <laughs> I was dying laughing because the reason why for the Blue City Cross uh CrossFit podcast, you were you you <laughs> literally did your own like like uh, pretty much five ad, minute monologue. Five, yeah, yeah, five minute monologue. And you were like, um, I was supposed to do it with somebody else, but they are late and they haven't showed up. So I guess I'm just gonna do it myself. So <laughs> Damn, Matt has been like, dude, we got to take that off. But I'm like, no, I kind of like it. No, keep uh, it on, man. Keep yeah, it on. Yeah, I think so too. So I was like, literally back in the day, I was I was like, Taylor, you cannot come on this podcast until it's more legit. So I like, she like wanted to be on it and I wouldn't let her. So I was doing them with Steven a little bit. And then I did some with Matt. I think it took us like 
15 episodes to really maybe 10 to get real microphones and really get going. But I like Taylor was like, I want to be on the podcast. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. And it's only on phone (laughs) calls. And the first one's terrible. So you can't be on it yet. So yeah. so I'm um, obviously like you've had a lot of learning curves. I mean, I, I have as well. So, I mean, I, I went through 50 episodes with just like the two lapel mics and my cell phone. Hysterical. I love it. So I love yeah, it. it's, it's on unre- like there's, there's an app um, I used to use called the anchor app and it's like a literally yeah. a podcast on, on your phone and you could use that. So That's exactly what we did. Yeah. And so um, I used that in the two lapel mics, but then like after a while I was like, okay, I need to upgrade. And so I didn't really want to go nuts for upgrading. Yeah. I and feel so, you. Yeah. And so like, what, what now was you've your... got, now you've got a mic stand and a mic arm and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I got, and I got a zoom, I got a zoom H five, just like sitting there. Just yeah. Sort of yeah. I didn't want to go in too. Well, 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 oh, oh, and, <laughs> so just, just, just what I, the H five, the, the zoom H five mixer was for Christmas. And then there this was, this was for Christmas. And then I bought that by myself for like 30 bucks. Dude, I and like then, it. And then the wire setup, for like ten, for ten bucks. Your setup is nice. I'm jealous of it. Yeah, hey, like I, talking I, into this one. I, it's it's all good. I mean, I it just took a long. I had a road podcaster mic for a while too, and then my wife my wife got me this for Christmas, and I'm like, I mean, obviously Joe Rogan uses it, so I'm definitely going to use this. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, what was your whole process of like you know doing doing it by phone, and then all of a sudden like buying more stuff to upgrade to where you're at now? Sure, sure. Um, so the first couple episodes were with Steven and he is an affiliate owner. He's a you know team athlete. And he it just got to the point where it was gonna be too much probably work for him. And I was in the in the market for some co-hosts, and Taylor and Matt both said, We'll do it. Um, Taylor and Matt, they're uh, engaged, they live together, and it was just me. And so I'm like, okay, if it's just gonna be us three, then why don't I look? So I started looking into equipment. And we always were doing it at their kitchen table. So I'm like, I'm just going to buy the Zoom. I think it's P4 um, and three microphones. And, and I leave it over at their house. So it lives over there because we always record it over there. Yeah. And uh, I just, I kind of, and that's where we're, we're still currently at. Um, I've maybe invested a little bit more on the editing side, but I just, I kind of jumped full fully into that to that stage i'd say about 10 or 15 episodes oh okay actually the first one is actually really funny a funny story it was right after they had qualified for the games last year 2021 out of west coast classic and we only had two microphones so we had like six people so we're like (laughs) passing around the microphone and it was terrible and quickly after that i'm like okay i need enough microphones for the people and so we have three over there and i just they don't live far away from me so i just drive over there we usually, we, we're a little out of our routine now, but we've usually do it like every Monday night or every Thursday night, depending on the week. And we just mm-hmm. record an episode. Okay. Yeah. So what are, what are the goals for this podcast, for your podcast? Ooh, good. Another good question. Our first goal, I'll tell you what, our first goal was to get to 50 episodes, no matter what, like just get, get the content done and get it done uh, consistently. And so mm-hmm. we, we started in August. We made a pack that we would go every week until the open started. And we actually hit that goal, which I make a lot of those content goals, like one reel a day for 14 days, and then you do three and you quit. But we actually hit this, we actually hit this goal. And so now um, I think our next one is to make it to hundred. We're a little bit, um, now that Taylor's in our off season, it gets a little easier. We kind of got a little out of sync with it being in season, but I think the goal 
is to make it to 100 episodes uh, semi-consistently, try to get back on the weekly thing and to, to really just, you know, to use it as a, um, as an outlet to talk about the sport and grow the sport. I think there's so many, you know, we see it with like the Andrew Hillers or even on the Clydesdale podcast. There's so many, everybody's got their ideas and opinions, but there is a lot of ways to grow the sport and make it better. So the ultimate goal is to just have that podcast be in service of that goal to grow the games. Okay. And are you planning to like have people interviewed on the show? Cause I know it's just you three. So have you ever had plans of doing that? Yes. Yes. We've dabbled in it a little bit, but I would say, yes, I would say our, we want to get video up and running first. I'd say before that's probably our priority one. And then we'd like to interview people uh, for some reason, we're having a lot of maybe challenges. We kind of know what we have to do for the video, but it's finding the time and work because it's a little bit different than like what we're doing right on zoom. You kind of naturally get the video for us three in the same building. We have to like set up the camera and then sync the audio with the video and do all that sort of stuff. And so yeah. uh, I'd say, yes, we, we'd have to work on our interview stuff. Like, you know, we're, we, we like to talk over each other and ramble a little bit. So we'd have to kind of <laughs> get our, we'd have to get our interview. We'd have to behave well, but yes, yeah. I'd say, I'd say eventually we do want to work more interviews into it. Yeah. I mean, I mean like when I listen to your podcast, um, I, I, you guys do have a good flow together too. So it's not like, you guys are like, cause I know our earlier on, even with the Clydesdale fitness and friends podcast that like they, they would, they, I mean, they still, they still cut each other off once in a while. Yeah. And so, and it happens, but you know, obviously you guys have like more like synergy and I, I, I think you guys have like a great, you know, camaraderie of like, you know, of a good flow with your podcast. I appreciate that. And we kind of, that's, I'd say that's our number one best feedback that we get is like, we like the vibes. We like the flow, the chemistry. We can tell that you all love talking about this and are all really good friends. And so I do appreciate you saying that you said you've done some podcasts in person, correct? Like kind of uh, with the mic or have you not done that? Did I, no, did I, 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 I have, I've done um, the first episode I've done my wife. I've actually done my seven-year-old kid. Love it. Um, saw, he's actually, that. actually shameless plug. He has his own podcast called curiosity of the kid. That's amazing. Yeah. That is so, amazing. I'm going to subscribe right now. That's and, awesome. And, and so, so the main goal of the, the part, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just kind of like deep going no, do off. It, I, do it, do it, do it, do it. So, he, so what we do is we talk about what he's done throughout the week. And then after that, like talk about like, you know, what has he done? He's played like one of the, like the, the week that we did the recording, he saw the minions movie. So we were talking about the Minions movie. And then after the end, towards the end of the episode, we talk about, he had a question for me. So like one of the questions was like, why do birds do not get electrocuted when they're on power lines? What a great question. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, okay. So like literally I was sitting there researching it and I'm like, oh, because, well, because their feet are not really great conductors of electricity. That's why I don't they get electrocuted. And I was like, bad points. Yes. And so I was like, well, I could have gone this conspiracy theory way saying birds aren't real, but I was like, no, I don't want to do that to him. I was just joking around, but, uh, yes. but uh, they are real. But anyway, but like birds we talk about that and then we just, you know, went from there and he's like all about it now. He like just wants like all he wants to do is podcast now. That's amazing. That's like the cool, that's like probably the best thing I've heard like ever. That's so cool. Yeah. You say he's seven. Yes. That's amazing. And Frickin so that, he's going to be a creator, like, per, oh, yeah. like just a, a, freaking five-star creator yeah That's well awesome. last year we did a quick youtube video but i didn't post it because i i think he's a little too young to be 
post like to post him on there but we were on um, the lake in georgia called lake lanier it's like a big lake yeah and so we i literally had my gopro session and was like recording him i'm like he's like hey you know i'm bennett and welcome to bennett's toy chest you know we're in lake lanier and come along and like have some fun he's just an absolute natural yeah and so like we were like film like inside the water with the fish and then him like swimming and then like my wife and my my three-year-old daughter and stuff like that and so like i put us on a face i didn't put us on youtube because like i once again I, I don't think he's ready yet but i did post the interview i did with him on my podcast and so that's awesome that's yeah, freaking it, awesome and that's, like, i saw an instagram clip and i was it was amazing yeah and so, so it's on the clydesdale fitness and friends youtube channel too so like if anybody wants to watch out. that yeah but For um sure. But yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, kids, yeah. he loves it. So I was just going to say on like the chemistry thing, I think I would chat, not challenge you, but if you do a three or four person in-person podcast, like I think if the Clydesdale fitness and friends did it, but they were in person, the interrupting would not, doesn't come across as interrupting nearly as much. Cause it's like a normal conversation. You're seeing each other. So Taylor, like Taylor, Matt and I talk over each other like a lot, but it feels and sounds a little more natural because you're not like and then when you cut somebody off it's not like they immediately stop talking yeah you kind of hear it and so i bet if I, I don't think we're any better at not interrupting each other if if anything we're worse but it's because i'm telling you it's because of doing it in person that it, it's it's a game changer and it just is a little bit you know there's not that little second delays and that sort of thing and so i do think that that is one of the things that comes across um another one armin hammer used to do his podcast in person they they did upload it and you can kind of see the same thing with his yeah i mean i i I have a three like i do a podcast um episode it's called the touch and go gang yeah so um it's with like hannah hardy and um vic rodriguez and xander fallick and so it's a great name too yeah so they um they were all misfit at, at like they all follow misfit athletics um including me but like hannah moved off to training think tank but we just kept her on so um but uh cool but we, we we do like we started to do like a news art a news thing like oh bi-weekly yeah, news thing so and, and like i i think since the first episode we're like a deer in headlights and then all of a sudden to the second episode it's like 10 times yeah. better um hey, that that misfit the misfit podcast is in person too there's yeah, really yeah. good yeah, those are really good and cool yeah i i like i like listening to their podcast uh because i really like their podcast yeah because they talk about everything and even their programming and like other things it, it's great i mean i would love to do in-person interviews but there's not a lot of people in at like where I live. I don't think it's know? good for it. I don't think it's good for an interview style show. Mm-hmm. It's that'd be unreasonable. Right. Cause there's yeah. not like you, like you just said. So I don't think, I don't think in person like is really good for the, it, like you can't be Joe Rogan. Everybody in the world wants to come to you. Yeah. So like, I would agree with that. I think it's, I, I think it's unfeasible or unreasonable, especially in the CrossFit world to do an interview based podcast um, in person. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think I they both have their pros and cons, right? Cause like I, we, I, we talked about it a little bit too earlier where we're struggling to get the video podcast up and running, but the zoom, the remote podcasting pretty much has it built in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely I, I, pros and cons. Yeah. And I'm trying to work up working, getting a design to like have like a background and like kind of like use OSB to put the videos in to make the background look better. Like, like Savon's, like Savon's podcast, like how he has a background instead of just having like my logo on the bottom and then just a black screen, you know, I will say that those backgrounds are really cool. I think with the programming has one too. Yep. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah. I just tr try something. So, but it's a work, like I said, work in progress. It's always a work in progress. That's, mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest thing I've learned about being, I like to say, it, call it a CrossFit creator. Biggest thing of like, you still have, so you, it's always, it's kind of like CrossFit too. There's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a big mountain to climb. And I wouldn't even, I don't even know if there is a top, but it's a lot of climbing, but yeah. that's kind of part of the fun. Yeah. So, um, I kind of wanted to ask you another question about podcasting. So what has been the non, the best non CrossFit debate that you've had on your show? Oh, putting me on the spot. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will, uh, I, th I think it's <laughs> maybe it's, I, I'm, it's, I'm going to sidestep the question a little bit because I can't think of a great one, but mu it's usually about music and it's about who sung what songs. So, like we always kind of start with like a 10 second music clip and Matt is a very like blink 182 and that sort of, that sort of world. And so I'll be like, Oh, who was that? What was that song? Who was that song by? And Matt's like, you don't know that song. What the heck? Like, what is wrong with you, Teddy? And Taylor's like, come on, Teddy, Blink-182 or whatever. And so I get, I just get trashed for not knowing these songs. And I'm like, like personally, like I like all that stuff, but it's not like my number one. Like I'd be like doing like Avicii or Kaigo or some sort of EDM. Oh, music. we, we, we get along really well then. We there get we go. Really I well. love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Good. So I'd say our biggest debates are who is good. What is a good music and what is not. Okay. No, we, we generally do, do agree. Okay. Um, so back in high school, my nickname was techno T because they, no one, like no one listened to techno except for me. Like I yeah. was the only dude. Cause like no one really knew like what it was all about. And they were like, listen to like metal or rap. And I, I listened to like rap and like, I looked at, listened to everything, but mainly it was like all yeah. just straight, like trance music, like techno, like all that stuff. If I can geek out, I'm just amazed at how under underappreciated, those guys and gals are that are doing the electronic dance music of how good of musicians they are. Like Kygo mm -hmm. is a world class pianist. Yep. Like, and it's so good, dude. If you watch like one of his concerts, he comes down on like a crane playing the piano for his first songs. And it's like, Oh, this guy knows what he's doing for me. He's not just copying and pasting and chopping stuff up on the, and then they're all like that. A lot of yeah. Them yeah. So speaking about concerts, what's your, I, I know, I've heard you're a big concert guide. So like, what, what's your favorite concert that you've ever been to? Ooh, favorite concert. Um, I, I would, I might do a quick 180 here, but the best concerts that I've ever been to are Dave Matthews band concerts for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, and I love those I've been to, I haven't been to like a Kygo show or anything like that. I would love to love to see that, but I just haven't been. Um, but Dave Matthews band puts on an amazing, amazing concert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Love cool. It. What about, right, yours? Awesome. what about yours? Um, so I have my favorite band. Uh, it's like a very like alternative, like indie band called friendly fires. Okay. And so they're like huge in Europe, but, um, they're kind of like Duran Duran, like a mixture of Duran Duran. Sure. And so, um, they played in, Bo I'm originally from Massachusetts. So they played in Boston one summer twice. And so I was able to make it to both concerts. That's amazing. Uh, with, with my wife. And it was just like, it, and like, and it's not like a big venue, like Dave Matthews band would play in. It's like a small club. And it was like yeah. unreal. Like like the guitar, I literally could have high five the guitars if I really wanted to. That's how close to like we were with the band. It That's was like amazing. Just, just listening to them and like singing their songs, like verbatim. It was like, it was, it, it was awesome. And then like the, on the second concert, the, the opening act, the lead singer was like so hungover. He couldn't sing. <laughs> and so, 
And so the, amazing. And so the drummer was just like, um, he's like, he's big into techno too. So he was like DJing like techno music the whole time for like the intro before they started. That's, that's an incredible story. Yeah, it was awesome. And like he, where everyone was like, yeah, it was awesome. And he's like, like shut up. It, it sucked. Get out of here. Just like, <laughs> just wait till the real concert comes on. Have you heard of the band Angels and Airwaves? I, I bought, I bought the first CD when it came, nice. when it came out. Nice. Yeah. That is what Taylor listens to religiously. Always at the gym. Da, 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 da. So I listen to a lot of Angels and Airwaves. I've been listening to them for like six months. And then Taylor's like, yeah, this is the lead singer from, or this is the singer is from Blink-182. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what just fun fact. That's what that's what we if we're working out at Blue City and Taylor's there. It is. I can guarantee you it's either Angels and Airwaves or Big Booty Mix. OK. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really listen to anything when I work out. So I like train in a global gym. And so like I don't oh, you don't listen to anything. That isn't that is weird. No, like no headphones, nothing. I just sit there and just go like I don't. You listen to your breath. Yeah, pretty much. And just like listen to my heart just like it, coming out of my chest so <laughs> i don't know if i could do that i mean i'm sure if i could i had to but oh that sounds rough but good for, good on you good on you get, you you get the hang of it so i'm sure yeah it's a learning learn thing yeah so um we're getting close to the end um so uh, i probably talked too much i'm sorry no 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 you're, you're perfect like I, I like to keep it like around an hour so we're getting yeah. close to that so um so scott Schweitzer from the clydesdale fitness uh, friends podcast had a question for you oh shoot let's go are you planning to be the photographer for Taylor and Matt's wedding? <laughs> Good question. I did get asked to do a little bit of the videography work. And so, yes, I will be doing some. I, I think I'm going to be primarily a guest of it, but I am doing some video work. Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, Good question. It's coming up in September and it's going to be a freaking blast. Nice. Nice. I, I'm, I'm kind of old. I've, I passed all the wedding phases, so I'm old enough like that I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, good question, Scott. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Um, so what do you have? Do you have any goals like that you want to achieve like personally and either fitness or videography wise by the end of the year? Ooh, by the end of the year, by the end of the year, by the end of the year. Um, maybe get a small sponsorship on the podcast. That's one goal. Um, getting a media, I haven't gotten a media pass yet. So working with Colton, getting a media pass would be a goal that I hopefully will achieve soon. And, um, I want to get back to doing our weekly episodes or weekly podcast episodes. We are, we did that for a really long time and I want to get, use this off season, maybe starting again in August go for, so there you, I'm just going to go on the record and say, it. my goal is starting after the games to go to publish a new podcast episode every week from the games to the open. So yeah, that's my goal. That's those are my goals. I've got other goals too, but by the end of the year, those are those are them. Okay. I want to one day. I would love to one day be a full time CrossFit creator. That's a, that seems to be a ways ways off, um, and not too many people get to do it now. But it's a long road. I don't see myself being out of the sport ever, um, and so maybe one day. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so what would you tell somebody? um that that wants that's like really really new into the media space like what to expect throughout the whole journey of them being a videographer or like being in the media media space for crossfit a lot of it will not come to you you'll have to go to it you will have to make the connections you will have to um send the send the messages you will have to bring your camera to the places you will not be asked to bring your camera for a while you have to be really 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 good for 
the people to ask you to bring your camera. But if you bring it along a lot, um, it eventually happens. And so that would be my advice would be to play offense, not defense. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, you kind of talked about a, a book that you've uh, earlier, but what is your favorite book? Ooh, favorite book ever. Yes. Like ever. Oh shoot. Um, Lord of the Rings, all three of them for sure. I okay. listened to those on audio repeat, like da, 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 da. Uh, nonfiction. I would say made to stick made to stick by the Heath brothers. Okay. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> so I gave you four books. <laughs> I know it's all good. It's, I, 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 I'll, I'll take, I'll take that. So I'm actually reading a book. Um, I, I have it upstairs. It's called going live. Nice. I like it. Um, so it's, it, it's in like the, it was in the business section. It's talking about how like video is, is here to stay. And, and, and like, that's the way to go, go live on like LinkedIn or like other places yeah. in the space. And like, that's how you get like your, your sales and stuff like that. So I'm kind of just starting that just to get to see what that's all about. You'll have to report back and let us know if it's awesome. I, I will, we'll do, we'll do. Yes. Uh, so what is in your gym bag? Gym bag. I've got thumb tape, I've got my knee sleeves, even though I really only use them for rope climbs. <laughs> Um, what else is in there? I've got a couple patches, a couple wad zombie patches in there. I usually have an extra change of clothes cause it's so humid in St. Louis that it's so disgusting if you want to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, and I usually have, I have two pairs of shoes that I use, so I'll have my non pair of shoes that I'm, that I'm using in there as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going like super deep on this one. So I hope I have a good answer. Uh, so let's just say you're on your, your bed and it's the last day of you on this earth and you have all your friends around your bed. How do you want people to know you as? The creative cool guy. That was nice. Okay. That's okay. kind of my, I don't know. That's, that's very deep. Um, somebody that made the world a better place, creative, creative, brought a different energy. Um, I love the idea of kind of being contrary and maybe not for contrarian sakes, but like looked at the world differently. When I think about this, I think about the musical Hamilton. Do you ever, have you ever seen it or listened to it? Okay. Well then it's going to be too much to do, but like that dude freaking got shit done. And I would like to be like him. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so where can people reach you? Um, if they have any questions with like, you know, media, videography, design work, or like how to reach out to other athletes to, you know, maybe you know, have them like do some work for them. Best is on Instagram and it is Teddy underscore Williams, Teddy underscore Williams on Instagram and DM me anytime. And I will answer. Um, it's how I've grown a lot in the space and it's how I would encourage anybody to do it. So that's absolutely the best place. All right. Well, well th listen, thank you for doing this. Um, I really did, did enjoy like the, our, our time chatting and stuff like that and kind of like shooting the shit when it comes to like podcasts and other stuff. So I had uh, a blast. I love nerding out about it. Um, and I love what you're doing. Please keep, keep up the good work. The podcast with your kids sounds freaking awesome. I'm, excited yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. So yeah. he's, and he's, he, he, we missed this week and he was getting so pissed. It was hilarious. Come but, on, dad. Come on, dad. Well, he's in Florida. I'm just, I'm up, I'm here. Up, I'm, I'm in Georgia up by myself. So we're not doing yeah, Zoom. Yeah. So. All right. I feel you. Well, thank you for having me on. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later.